1: Our aim is to provide a solid foundation of Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to preach and teach the gospel wherever they might be. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Jesus, I don't want to go. But that same way I came. Touch me with your hand. Touch me with your hand. Jesus, let it be a
2: prayer this morning. Touch
1: me with your hand. Jesus.
2: Jesus touched you this morning or this afternoon. Please let it be a prayer, let a prayer to Jesus. Touch Don't want to go back your the same.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Another song I want us to sing, it says that.
1: Um,
2: touch me, what, 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 what? I, I, I need your touch as I live.
1: I need your touch as I live i need your touch I, I need i need your touch oh, I slowly i need your touch, I, I, need
2: your touch. I, I need thank you holy spirit we need you more than ever before as a church as individuals we can't do without you without you we are nothing we are helpless we are totally helpless we need your touch once again we need your touch once again manifest your presence when we meet oh god in jesus name amen amen hallelujah all right please be seated thank you thank you for putting you Sometimes we just, you know, have to learn a song and sing it at the spell of the moment. Amen. Okay, they didn't rehearse, but they they did their best. All right, so this morning or this afternoon, uh, I think I need time to be able to time myself. So let me try and get something to time myself. Okay, this afternoon... As I see a lot of people not coming to church. Since we moved, a lot of people have not been coming to church. And so I want to talk to you about permanence, about commitment. Amen. Amen. You see, now it takes commitment to be a member of this church. Amen. Amen. How many want reverend to be here every Sunday? You want reverend to be here every Sunday to preach to you? Oh, you don't want reverend to be here every Sunday? He's the, reverend is the pastor of the church. Do you want him to be here every Sunday? Okay. But because some of you have not been coming to church on Sundays since you moved, so the way you are behaving, he also wants to behave like, like you. So he also wants to go somewhere. And go and relax small. So, every other Sunday, you will come just like you've been coming. Is it, not, is it not the right thing to do? Oh. It's not right? Ah, but some of you have not been coming since, since we moved. Some of you, I mean, you, no, I'm not talking about people who have traveled. People who have been here in New York, but you have not come every Sunday. So, Reverend 2 has decided that he will also not be here every Sunday. Or? Uh, are you disappointed? You are disappointed? Okay, so I should tell him that he should come every Sunday. Okay, it, it will depend. I'm going to tell him that he should come every Sunday, only if you also show up every Sunday. Oh, uh, Or? Oh, I'm, I'm 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 trying to get a deal with you. Is it a deal? Yes. So if you don't show up every Sunday, so you look at the empty seats. See, look at the empty seats? So he also should decide that his seat will be empty. Oh, and then uh, the pastors will also take turns. Next week, Pastor Davis won't be here. He will also go somewhere. Then the friend we commit to, I will go somewhere. The way way you are behaving, that's the way we also behave. Uh, You want us to be permanent in the church? You want us to be committed? But we cannot be committed to a church that is not committed. Amen. You need to be permanent so that the pastor will also be permanent. Amen. When the pastor comes and you don't show up, it, 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 it it's, uh, demoralizes... Is it, a, is it a word like that? It demoralizes the pastor. Wow. Amen. Amen. So you need to be around. Amen. Amen. One, for yourself, and then also to encourage others. Amen. Amen. To encourage others, to encourage the pastors also that, oh, the people we are suffering for, they really appreciate what we are doing. But not when, you know, uh, this church, they moving too much. So when we move, then it will take some time for you to adjust. No, you should adjust the moment we move. Amen. 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 Yeah, because the church is a family. Amen. Amen. Listen, you see, Jesus Christ said something in, in Matthew 16, 18. He says that, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not... Or will not prevail against the church. Amen. Amen. And when you say the gates of hell, you see, that means that the the, the devil will try and do schemes so that the church will become some way. Do you understand? You see, when you see somebody struggling too much or so much, sometimes it's a sign that God has great things for the person. And the devil doesn't want uh, 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 the plan of God to manifest in that person's life. Amen. When you see a child, you know, a child, things happen to a child like that. Sometimes he's falling into fire. Sometimes he's falling into water. Then the car is trying to knock the child and all those things. It's a sign that God has big plans for that, for that child. Yeah. So sometimes when you see a church a powerful church with a powerful pastor like Rev, and the church is moving around like that, you know, looking like it's an unstable church, it's a sign, it must be a sign to you that the devil is fighting the church. Yeah. It must be a sign to you that is the devil trying to, you see, because it is the devil is trying to demoralize members. You see, trying, ah, some small church came from Ghana uh, just a few months back. The church has bought a, 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 a burden. We, we have been here for so many years, we can't even buy a burden. You see, all those thoughts come to you, and you see it. You see, sometimes you see somebody rise up. He, he, the person comes from Ghana, you have been here for eight years, ten years. He comes from Ghana within one year, he has bought a house. This, this look like, you know, they are happening for that person. You have been around for a long time. Things are not happening. It doesn't mean that you are a lazy person or no? it doesn't mean that God... It means that there's a plan. Amen. Amen. Yeah. There's a plan for and the devil is fighting it. Hallelujah. Amen. So the, your, if you're a man and your wife is trying to say, look at uh, Mrs. Ababase's husband. Said, he just came look they bought a house you have been with you for a long time you've not bought a house ah, what kind of man are you and the woman wants to leave you he said no you must be patient amen tell your neighbor that you must be patient yeah Especially your neighbor is a wife tell her that you must be patient with your husband amen so I'm talking to you about being permanent. Hallelujah. This is the time that we need committed you to prove that you are committed to a church. Yeah, we need you to be committed. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell, tell you, give you some of the reasons why you must be a permanent member, why you must be committed to the church. Hallelujah. Look, this is a very powerful church. It's a very good church. Hallelujah. We have a very good pastor. If you don't know it, I'm telling you. But I know that you know. Amen. I know that you know, but I want to also affirm that you have a very good pastor. Amen. So pastor who would drive all the way from uh, 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 South or North Brunswick, Brunswick area, then come, you know, last week, he drove all the way from uh, his house to come to Arehazer, to come to... Uh, Quarren says, who are rehearsing? I was somewhere. When he called me, I was ashamed. I had to really organize myself and also meet him. I had to cut everything I was doing. Ah, If Reverend is coming all the way to uh, Quarren Rehezer, then I, living in the Bronx, must be there. Hallelujah. So he shows you the kind of commitment he has for the church and for his people. (laughs) Amen. All right. So, reasons why you must be permanent. Hallelujah. You might be very permanent because, you see, it's only the church. The Bible says that it's in the church. The church is the ground and pillar of the truth. Amen. The church is the pillar and the ground of the truth. So if it's the pillar and the the ground, the ground and the pillar of the truth, then God has a purpose and a reason why you must always be in church on church days. Hallelujah and want to look at some of them, and want you to know that, you know, it is dangerous for you not to be. It's one of the first reasons why you must be in the church is because you are, you are part of a family. Amen. You are part of a family. The church is a family. You know, when, when, when you become born again, the Bible says that God plants you you see, he plants you in a family. He plants you in a church. The church is made up of families. Without a family, without a family, the church cannot exist. You understand? So, God, you see, when God created the world, when he, what he did was he created the world and then created the family. The next thing he did after creating the world was a family. Do you, do you, do you know that? So, when, if the devil is going to fight God, one of the main things he's going to fight is the family. Amen. That is why you, you see a, a, a very big onslaught against the family. Uh-huh. When you hear you know homosexuality being legalized and all, the, it is an attack on the family. Amen. Amen. So you must understand that he puts you in that family for a reason. Now, In every family, there are quarrels, there are misunderstandings. Amen. How many of you have had misunderstandings with your family members before? Uh Aha. How many of you have quarreled with your family members before? How many of you have have even fought with your family members before, some of your family members? Uh Aha. Sometimes we fight family members. Sometimes your your brother or sister will annoy you so much. Or your nephew. Sometimes you do good to a nephew or a niece. And the person doesn't see the the good that you have done. Has that happened to you before? Oh, especially when you are here and then somebody calls from Gabon or Ghana or Burkina Faso and says that he or she wants help. And then the money that you are going to use to do something, you send that person and after that the person starts start talking nonsense you 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 feel like you know like having wings of uh, of uh, 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 and they're just flying just because of him and go and hit the person and come back
1: <laughs>
2: oh has not happened to you before oh one day my nephew did something to me the the anointing to slap was on, on me. On, hey! Yay! It was on me. I, I, I just wanted to go and just give him some pow, 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 and come back. You know. Hallelujah. But you see, in spite of all that, we still stay together as a family. You see, in spite of all that, we still stay together. Sometimes your father is there. You are there. Your father tells you that, hey, um, we couldn't pay the rent so the landlord says we should move. And then your father goes and looks for a new apartment. Do you say that because your father has moved to a new apartment, you, you are no more his son or his child? No, you just you go. And begin to pray, you continue to pray that your father will have a good job or something, you know, money to be able to pay the rent next time, isn't it? So when your father and your mother are moving because of a a reason, you don't abandon, you don't abandon them. Amen. That's what I'm saying. If your church, if you say you are committed to a church and you are permanent, you are a family so if you are a family member and the church is going through certain things you do not but that's not a time for you to abandon the, the church amen it's the time for us to see your commitment yeah hallelujah but let me tell you see me one of the things that makes me not troubled is the fact that the bible says that whatever we see is permanent but what we don't see is what we see is temporary. But what we don't see rather is permanent. You see, whatever trouble trouble you are seeing right now is temporary. Amen. In your life, whatever trouble you are seeing it's just for a while. It will look one day. One day you will sit back and look and say, "Hey, I used to be in the, I used to be like this. I used to have this problem, but that problem is no. You'll be facing rather new problems." That may be higher than, but because you are, you are now in a higher position, you face a different problem. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So, because you are a family, you commit to that family. Amen. Because you are Imbe, you commit to the Imbe. Amen. So, if you are now Rachel Imbe, you do not say that because Joy Imbe is misbehaving, you are leaving. You stay because you are part of the family. Amen. That is why God doesn't want divorce. Because you are part of the family and then you stay. No matter what. Amen. Amen. Even if you are receiving slabs, you just receive three and you give one. You receive three and you give one. At the time, then they, they the whole thing will stabilize. But you don't, you don't go. Amen. Huh? Because we all we fight with our family members sometimes. Yeah, so if the fighting is coming, you receive three slabs, you also give one. Three, you give one, it's a deficit, but it's okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. So you stay, you have to stay. Amen. Oh, are you happy? We are in a family, it's a good family. Amen. It's a good family. Hallelujah. Look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 15. Ephesians 3, verse 15. Of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Are you seeing it? God the, talking about God. See, the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. So the whole family on earth, the whole people on earth, the family, there's a family that is named after God. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I'm happy to announce to you that you are part of that family that is named after God. Yes. Amen. 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 Yeah. Because sometimes you see. You must know that you are part of the family that is named after God so that when somebody is misbehaving, you can tell them that, hey, I mean, my father he is very powerful. Yeah. yeah. My father is very, very powerful. One day, one day, I went to a certain place and then one man saw me. He said, ah, but you, it's more time than we see you here. We see you here. I mean, it's not expensive to be coming up and down. Like that. I said, yeah, because I have a father who is very rich. <laughs> yeah, I said, I have a father who is very rich. The, the man, you see, I was traveling up and down, going. To the, you were always here. It's very expensive to be going up and down. I said, yeah, because I have a father who is very rich. Right. Yeah. yeah. Once you know that a father is rich, you don't mind. Yeah. It, it, Mr., 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 hey. You don't mind, because you can afford certain things. Amen. Uh huh. A good father also doesn't let his children sleep in church. So, if you are sleeping in church, it's not good. Amen. Don't sleep whilst I'm preaching. Hallelujah. Alright, so we go to the next point. (laughs) You see, because you you are part of a family, you will have a family to celebrate your victory with. Amen. You have a family to celebrate your victory with. And the same family you also mourn with. Is it not true? Because you see, in the family, when somebody dies, we all stay together. We mourn. When somebody is having his wedding or a wedding, we rejoice. You see, so in the same family. We mourn and rejoice. The Bible says in Romans 12, I think verse 15, that you should mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who are what? Who are what? Yeah. So it's not only rejoicing, it's also mourning. Amen. The night and the day, they come. They come. There's a time that you mourn. And there's a time that you rejoice. If you've been around for some time on this earth, you realize that there's a time for mourning. Amen. Yeah. We were here, Brother Bononi. Brother Bononi was. We, his sister died. And we mourned with him. Amen. Amen. Very soon, I mean, then, then before that, he had a celebration for his wife, 50th a surprise party. We were there, rejoicing with him. Amen. Amen. Very soon, his daughter will be getting married. We will, we will come for the wedding. Oh. Yes. Uh, in the family. Who will be there? It's when you are mourning, we'll be there. We'll mourning with you. Amen. Amen. So that is not the time. Because you see, if you are now leaving to go to another place. It will take you some time before people get to know that hey, this is Brother Banoni. The man when he comes to church, he's walking like a billionaire. It takes a time. Like, yeah, this is Brother Banoni. It will take some time for the people to know you. But we they will know you. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Are you understanding the message? Yeah. The Bible, it's not a Bible, but this is uh, first, uh, first Kumi chapter 5, verse 1. It says that joy shared is double joy. Eh? And sorrow shared is what? Half sorrow. First Kumi chapter 5, verse 2. Amen. Joy shared is what? Double joy. So when you are in a family and, you know, we share, we share with you, you are happy. And when you are sorrowful, in fact, one of the things that came to my mind was uh, uh, Auntie Ryder. You see, Auntie Ryder was here. Her family was in, if it wasn't for the church, I, mean, I don't know how she would have been buried. You know? It was a sorrowful thing, but at least the church was there. Amen. Amen. The church was there one day if you die when you are old and you, because when you are old one day you will die do you know that uh-huh. maybe you don't know but one day you will die but let's pray that you will die as an old person it's nice to die as an old person than to, be a young, to die as a young person amen, amen. amen. so one, one day when you grow old and you die pray that we will be around to bury you amen, amen. yeah Uh, Bishop said uh, 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 "There's this uh, contractor, I know the contractor, when we were building the church uh, in in, in Accra, the contractor said that I want to build the church very well so that when I die and people are coming to bury me, they won't trip and fall down. (laughs) You understand? Yeah. So that means that he has made up his mind that he was going to be in the church for a long time till he dies. So he's building the church so that when people come, they will also be happy that they are coming to somebody's uh, 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 funeral in a church that is nice. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know, our grandfathers and our mothers, they like, they they taught that way also. Sometimes they won't leave the church. You see, the church is some way, but they won't leave the church because they are thinking of when they will die. Oh, or, or, you know, bless your, your grandfather. Sometimes they will be in a church. I remember when uh, charismatic churches sprang up, and we were coming. We were preaching we messages that come out from among them and be separate. You know, because we were from the orthodox churches, and we were preaching against orthodox churches. Hey, it wasn't easy for them at all. <laughs> so these orthodox churches, they, are, they, are, they have lo- they have lost the power. They have lost the Holy Ghost. Come out from among them and be separate. Say the Lord. Hey, you go. Uh, the the uh, old people will tell you that. Hey. If I come to your church and I die, I don't have people to bury you. This is my church. I'll be there for a long time. When I die, they will bury me. So they were thinking about death. Amen. So that is why you, all, you have to be permanent here. Amen. Be permanent. One day, if you don't die, your relative will die. will be there. Amen. Yeah, it's part of the benefits. Your relative will die, will be there. Or you, or you think you will live forever? You think your relatives will be, will live forever? How? What is he? Bishop used to say something. Say, he used to, to say that you either attend my funeral or attend yours. And it's a fact. Amen. Andrew Rider was walking around. We've attended his uh, funeral. We don't know who will be next. Only God knows. But it's a fact of life. Amen. It's a fact of life. The good thing was that she knew Christ and she died in the Lord. Amen. Amen. So you make sure that you die in the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 All right. The next point I want to talk to you about is that you see, because of being in a family, you avoid the deception of short relationship. Amen. There is a deception of short relationships. You see, with short relationships, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't encounter problems. You see the people who came for the first time in church today, uh, first service, there was people who came for the first time. See, those people, it, it's not likely that they are going to be offended. Do you realize that? It's not very likely because they are not going to meet a lot of people or they, they don't know many people. But, you see, but if you think that, oh, if I move from this church and I go to the other church, you see, oh, the people won't offend me because I'm new. That is the deception of short relationships. Amen. Because short relationships, there are no quarrels. they are no quarrels. But I'm telling you, if you've known somebody for a long time or you've been with somebody for a long time, the likelihood that you will quarrel and misunderstand that is very great. That is why the best moment in a relationship is when you are beloved dosing. Or some people say courting. When you are courting, when you are dating. You see, I don't like the word dating because the dating now has a connotation of sexual things. Well, I like cotton, you see. But when you are courting the person shows the best kind of. You go out, you know, you are getting to know the person, you know, you, you go and eat. You, the person takes you to nice restaurants, you know, food that he himself hasn't bought in a, for, for himself for a long time. He buys for you because he wants to impress you. He shows his best character. And the ladies also show their best character. Hey. Some the ladies, it's like they don't even cough. You know. Hey. And when they are walking, it's like they are walking on... Come and see, skirts. Hey. There is no quarrel. Even when they're trying to be quarrel, oh, you know, oh, sorry, I love you, you know, okay, okay, okay. Hey. Then when you are on the phone with that. Go, see two people who are in love and they are blavadosing blab- they are on the phone, the person is somewhere they'll be talking on the phone oh, okay, now uh, uh, do you want to uh, it's a lady so, like, oh, do you want to go and sleep? And so yeah, I, I want to get, but because I'm talking to you, uh, you hang up and I said, oh no, you hang up the lady, the lady told the guy you hang up, I say, oh no, no, you hang up Hey. Then one day he hung up and the, the guy hung up. He has hung up. But you told him to hang up. Hmm. Hey. But you see, it's in a longer relationship the moment you marry and you are now staying with the person. Hey. That is where you can see that when the person is sleeping, his head is up. <laughs> hey! You see, this beautiful girl, now he's sleeping in the room Water comes, Ah! This beautiful girl, look at, look at. Oh! Anusu is, you don't, Anusu is coming. Water dripping. Hey! Ah! This beautiful girl. Hey, then there's snoring. You see, you see, let me tell you something. When I was a child, eh, I had a deception or delusion. One day you see, I, I lived in a, a, a in a town called Isikado, near Sekendi. How many have heard of Sekendi? Yes. It's the best town. I mean you have to live there for you to be civilized. Amen. Yes, if you don't if I don't live in second I know you're not civilized. No. No way. That is why Bononi talks works like that because he has lived in the before. So this yeah and this woman was beautiful. In those days, we had some cars called aeroplane car. Do you know aeroplane car? Chevy. You see Chevy, those like, like car big like that. I mean, you rarely saw those cars in Ghana. When you see a car like that, the person is a multi-millionaire those were the days that people are not driving bahato oh I mean hey you will see if you see a man driving and and uh, 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 there's nobody behind uh, there's nobody behind him you understand and you say the person is, dress, is, dress, is dressed nicely we used to say that the person is myself do you understand it that means that he's driving himself. We call it myself. He's driving himself. Because those days, when you see somebody with a car, that means he has to have a driver. Because cars were few. huh. Hey, and this, this, this woman, beautiful. You see cars coming to pick her up. Well, anytime I say, hey, this woman is God is wonderful, then you see where my house was, where we were living, anybody going to the public toilet will, I, I will see the person. Then one day I was in the house and I saw this woman going to the public toilet. I said, Ha! No, it is, it's not true. I said, it's not true. Ah, no, 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 Lord. I said, God, Pa. So this woman too does the same thing. I said, no, 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 no. I had a said that beautiful people don't do that. Oh! In fact, every time I remember it, I said, yeah, how can I think like that? You know, so... <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. So what I'm trying to say is that, you see, you may have certain ideas when the relationship is short, but the moment you come to live with a person... That is when you need a lot of grace aha uh-huh. sometimes you enter a church you thought that everybody was an angel hey yeah you thought that everybody was an angel you thought that they don't gossip you thought that they don't do bad things until you stayed for some months you said ah, hey. saved by grace I don't know what happened to me. It happened to me when I became a Christian. When I went to the church, I mean, nice church, I went there, and the way I felt, I said, hey, these people, they are are very holy. They're very holy. And I went to the church. I was in the church. It didn't take long before somebody was caught in adult. I said, eee! How is this possible? But it happens. Amen. It happens. So that means that with a longer relationship, you need, you should be able to forgive. You should be able to absorb. You should be able to contain certain things. Amen. And you see, no matter where you go, you are going to face the same problem. So when you, if you leave this church today because the church is moving up and down and you go to that other church, that other church too has its problems. That other church has its problems as well. Hallelujah. And there's a reason why God brought you to this particular church. And so we need you to be, you have to be permanent and committed to the church. Hallelujah. Yeah. You need to be committed to the church. Need to go. When, when, when we are moving up and down, because I don't know whether we will move again, again. It is possible that we will move again. Because we haven't bought our church yet. So if, when, when, if we buy our church, we will move all. Yeah. It's possible. It's possible. And if you move, will you be around? Will you be around? Yeah. You should be around amen you see when things are rosy and you say you are committed it's nothing it is when there are problems you are committed if you say you love your husband when he has money wait till he gets broke and then we'll see whether you really love your husband if you say you love your wife Wait, wait until you see her snoring and drooling, uh, the water drooling, and then we say, "Yeah, you still love her and you, you kiss her." We say, huh. in spite of that, you still, still kiss." There, he "Yes." Amen. That is the proof that you love. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm preaching. <laughs> In fact, you see, it is in long when you 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 become committed. That is when you learn the art of forgiveness. Do you know that? Yeah, it is when you are committed. It is when you are married. Then you learn the art of forgiveness. It is when you are staying with somebody. Let somebody come move. Come, you have a friend. You are a lady. You have a friend. The person is, you know, in need. Let the person move and come and live with you. Then you see whether you know how to forgive. You learn the art of forgiveness. Do you know that? It, look. (laughs) You have not. That is when you need faith. Do you know it takes faith to forgive? Oh, Oh, you don't know? It takes faith to forgive, oh. I will prove Mm -hmm. to you. Look at Luke 17. Luke 17. Go to Luke 17. Luke 17. Let's start from verse 1. Let's all read. Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offences will come. You see, but woe unto him through whom they come. Talking about offences, it were better for him that a millstone were hung about, about his neck, and he cast, and he cast into the sea, than that he should offend one of these little ones. Take it to, the, to yourselves, if thy, brother, if thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, do what? Okay, let's go. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day he turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt do what? Okay. And the apostle said unto the Lord, Lord, increase our faith. As for this one, The only time the apostles asked Jesus Christ to increase their faith was when it came to forgiveness. Yeah. That was the only time when it came to relationships. When it came to relationships and how to forgive and continue, that was when the the apostles said, Lord, ask for this one. For me to forgive 70 times 7. Forgive any time increase our faith. Then the Lord says something. Continue. Verse 6. Is it frozen? And the Lord said, you see, so Jesus Christ was answering the question or, or was answering, you know, showing them how to forgive. That is why the verse starts with and the Lord and so the Lord was giving them the, 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 the solution, how to forgive. And, said, and the Lord said, if ye had faith as a grave of my master seed, ye might say unto this sickleman tree. The sickleman tree is not just talking about a tree that, you know, you should move it. The sickleman tree refers to a stumble, anything that is difficult to do. a stumbling block, a problem. And he's saying that you will say to this commentary, be thou plucked out by the root, and be thou planted in the seed. And it should obey you. It should obey you. So he's teaching us how even to forgive. And the best way he's saying that to forgive is that you take the seed. You see, many people focus on the mustard. It is not about... Because the mustard is with the smallest seed. Yes, but it's not talking about the, the kind of seed. It's talking about the fact it's a seed. And any, any seed, you need to sow it, right? To be able to grow, to germinate and grow. And he's saying that one of the ways to forgive is to be able to speak to unforgiveness and tell unforgiveness to live your life. Amen. Is it? With what? Yeah. Oh, is it? You must be speak. You must speak to unforgiveness. You must confess forgiveness. You must say that. Ah, I forgive Jesse. I've been forgiving. I've been confessing that. I, I forgive Jesse. Jesse has not been leading the prayer service. Prayer. He has not been coming for prayer. <laughs> so I said, Lord, I forgive Jesse. I forgive. I come against unforgiveness concerning Jesse. May he change in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yeah. Speak to unforgiveness. Command unforgiveness to live your life. To be cut off from the root. Amen. Speak to it. Speak to it. And it's It. Sometimes we think that uh, 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 inanimate in, in is, is a word. Inanimate it means that it's not living, right? In, inanimate. Inanimate. I forgot. We think that they don't hear us. But Jesus Christ is telling them even inanimate objects, things, when you speak to them, they hear you.
1: Yeah. They speak
2: to it. And it, it should obey you. Hallelujah. So one of the things, the reasons why you must stay and be in a longer relationship to be permanent is that it gives you, it makes you Develop the art of forgiving. Amen. Yeah, many of you have offended me several times, but I've forgiven all of you. Oh, forgiven all of you, Reverend has forgiven a lot of people in the church, including you. Amen. Do you know who you is? We forgive. If you are pastor, you have to learn to forgive. Oh yeah. Oh, you have to learn to forgive. In the same way, if you are in a church, you have to learn to forgive. Because sometimes you are there and somebody steps on your toes. And the person does not leave, he's still stepping on it. Have you seen that thing before? When somebody is stepping on your toes and he doesn't leave, he is still stepping on it. The person continues to speak nonsense to you every time he or she meets you. Eh? Have you found out? I mean, there is a particular person in the church... When he or she sees you, he or she behaves a certain way. I don't know whether you've heard that before. If the person speaks a certain way to you all the time, there are some people who feel too good in the church. They feel so good in the church that they can say anything anyhow to you because they feel that they they are, yeah. Especially those who are close to pastors. Especially those who are very close to pastors. hey, they know that they are favored with the pastor, so, hey, he will speak nonsense to you, then he will go and say something else different to the pastor. and the pastor will also also believes him. <laughs> so what he says, what, what you are coming to say, it, it doesn't matter at all. Hey, it's in the church. It's not in the world. Though. Sometimes the most wicked people sometimes the most wicked people are found in the church. Hey, look, don't joke with the church. Oh. Sometimes the most notorious and saucy, saucy people, they are in the church. Hey, if you're the pastor, you talk to the person, and pray. he will look at you. He, will, he or she won't mind you at all. Oh, please. But you still have to be patient with the person and forgive the person. Amen. Is my heart on, right? yeah. yeah. Okay. (laughs) Hallelujah. I was going to talk to you about Joshua. You see, Joshua made the same mistake. One day, some people came to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 9. Some people came to him. They came and pretended that they were some foreigners. From long... You see, I won't be... It's in Joshua chapter 9. Joshua 9, verse 8 and 9 and 16. You see? And we need to avoid Joshua's mistake. Because he didn't take time to develop that. And they, they, they said unto Joshua, we are thy servants. And Joshua said unto them, who are ye? And from whence come ye? And they said unto him, we well, are from a very far country. Thy servants are come because of the name of the Lord thy God. For we have heard the fame of him and all that he did in Egypt. Go to verse 16. And it came to pass at the end of two days, after which they had made a league with them, that they heard that they were actually their neighbors, and that they dwelt among them. You see, Joshua did not take time to find out who those people were, and he just rushed to have a covenant with them. Hallelujah! But if he had taken time to know them before he even made a covenant with them, he wouldn't have made that mistake. Hallelujah! That's why it's important to be permanent in a place, to get known. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, and and, and one, of the, one of the things I was going to talk to you about is that you see, when, when you are in a, in, a, in a church and you become permanent, you receive, you have consistent pastoral care. Amen. You have consistent pastoral care. Many of you are here. Look. And that's I'm saying, look, we have we have a very good pastor, amen. Some, sometimes he drives all the way from his place to come to an a, a, a location in in the in the Bronx, sometimes Long Island, and all. The, and you, see, you see, you see, the reason why I'm saying that he's a very good pastor? Is that you see, if some people are full time pastors, they are paid. You see, so sometimes you say that oh, it's his job, because after all, he's paid. You understand? But for somebody who is not paid by, like like reverend, and he has to buy his own fuel and pay his own to attend a program, it shows how committed a person is. Hallelujah. Yeah. It shows how committed a person is and how good he is. Hallelujah. So, that, so you, you receive a consistent pastoral care when you become permanent in the church. Hallelujah. And to have a good pastoral care, that means that you must be known. You must be known. Do you understand? You must be known. Some of you, you are hiding. When I say hiding, it means that we don't know you. We don't know some things about you. You see, and, and a good doctor has to know certain things about you to give you a good diagnosis. Yeah. If I don't, you see, because me, I'm a self proclaimed doctor. You know, do you know that? Do you, know, do you know I'm a self-proclaimed doctor? You don't know? Hey, I can give you herbal medication. Oh, I, I'm very good with herbs. Hey, if you have cocoa, sasabro, oh, come and see me. Yes, I'm myself, I don't care whether they don't give me license. I, I'm a uh, self-proclaimed doctor. Yes. And if I'm going to give you good men, if you come to me with cocoa I should be know where the cocoa is
1: <laughs>
2: Do you know Coco? You don't know Coco? You don't know Coco? You know Coco? Coco is Pass. You don't know Pass. Pass. P I L E S. You don't know Pass in your life. Oh, that's why you that's why you're going bored. Hey. That's why you're going bored. It's, it's, it's cocoa. Yeah, the body is cocoa. It's Paris. Amen. So when you come, I will give you, hey, look, the whole world and all the diseases, they are two, it's either cocoa or sasabro. It's either paras or what's sasabro? Eh? Arthritis. That is Ghana, Ghana medication for you. You go to somebody, the person is preaching in a, in a in, in in a bus all the disease in the world is two it's either cocoa or sasabro sasabro is arthritis yes yeah coco is pass pass is um. what is past <laughs> eh hemorrhoids hemorrhoids yeah Hemorrhoids. You, are, you imagine all your troubles is hemorrhoids. <laughs> and every medication they have, it can cure every kind of hemorrhoids, every kind of arthritis, it can cure everything. Yeah. Oh, it even gone into their heads. Uh, one day a certain old lady was going for you know in a Catholic church, you have to do catechism before they give you first communion. You know that those who have been Catholics. Yeah, you have to go through catechism. To, so this old lady had gone through catechism and then they were, you know, and then the, uh, the father, the priest, has to question and pass you to go and get your first communion. So this old lady was there and the, the priest said, oh, this woman is an old lady, so let me just ask a simple question. So the, the priest said, oh, old lady. I'll say it in she and then I'll translate." Then you come what killed what Jesus? See, what could Jesus? Then the woman said, Ah, what's for pa? Yeah, and yes, I saw bro, yeah. Said, ah, Pastor, it's you not know, arthritis. This arthritis, as bro, this arthritis, yeah. This arthritis. The old lady, all oh, she knows is that it's either cocoa or that's our bro.
0: <laughs>
2: so what i have got to say is that you, 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 see, you must be known. If, if you are going to receive good pastoral care, don't hide certain things. Amen. Sometimes the pastor comes to you, the reverend comes to you and asks you certain things. Certain things. You know, certain things. You know what I'm saying? When the pastor asks you certain things, you must be free to tell the pastor certain things. Amen. You are not married. You must be able to tell the pastor I'm not married. Amen. When the pastor comes to you and said, hey, brother why why well i see that anytime you see this young lady then you are looking you must be able to say well oh, pastor when i see this lady something is doing me <laughs> you, 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 yeah you must say it amen that is how you receive care isn't it some of you some of you look. The, the, the church is a hospital you understand the bible says, all of us we are not perfect you understand including we the pastors we are not perfect. The Bible says that from glory to glory, he is changing us. He is changing us. So when you, are, you, you have a sin or you, caught, you are caught in a sin, don't run away. Don't run away. When you do something and then you are confronted, oh, this and this, don't, that's not the time to run away from the church. You've done something, you have been caught, so, so I, I feel ashamed. That, that Do you know what others are doing? Do you know what others are doing? Yeah. Come and let's tell you things. You run away. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You think you are the only person. You see, people people want to take uh, this thing to themselves that they are the only sinners. I mean, it's like they are the best sinners. You are not the best. There are somebody better than you. You think you are the way what you are doing, you are the only person doing it. Oh, there are people doing worse things. The grace of God is just there for all of us. Amen. And, you know, I really wanted to talk to you, but I don't know whether I have time. Because, you see, when you live or you're not permanent and you're not committed, many people don't even know that it sometimes is the cause of demonic attacks in their lives. Many people don't know. Okay. Many people don't know that when you detach yourself from church, it most of the time brings a lot of demonic activities in your life. I've taught this in the church before. I don't know whether you remember it. But you see, when you read the book, uh, um, when you read the Old Testament, there's a story there which is a picture of the church. Okay? I will tell you the story, but if you go to uh, Numbers 23, Numbers 32, in number thirty-two, I think uh, twenty-nine going. Now we all know that there were twelve tribes. Of uh, the Jews had twelve tribes, right? When they moved, okay. When they moved from uh, Egypt and they were coming, they came to a place. We all know the River Jordan. How many have heard of the River Jordan before? Okay, the River Jordan divides, or it divided at that time the the moabs or the Amorites and all those it divided where they were going the promised land okay and the other gentiles okay so the jordan was only the last river they were going to cross then they will go to the promised land then when they got to the jordan and they were up they just defeated they first defeated the the the, the tribes before in Jordan, right? Then when they crossed and they were going to fight, that is where this thing comes in. And Moses said unto them, If the children of God and the children of Reuben will pass with you over Jordan, every man armed to battle before the Lord, and the land shall be studied before you, then he shall give them the land of Gilead for a possession. But if they will not pass over with you armed, they shall have possessions among you in the land of Canaan. You see? So they, 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 they negotiated. When they, first they said that they wouldn't go. They want the land uh, 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 in Jordan before they cross. Then then Moses said, no. The commandment from God was that all of us must fight together. We must all go and fight. Even if you want the land on this side, you must join us. You understand? To fight. Because you see, when the whole church is doing something and you decide not to do it uh, but you want others to do it, then you are trying to tell, say that you are smarter than everybody. <laughs> do you understand? That is why, look, if we have all moved, we all of us have moved to a new place. You understand? It's not that only a few people must come and arrange things. It's not only a few people must come and make sure that the place is okay. All of us are in it together. Amen. Amen. So don't just stay. Don't stay behind. But Moses said, "No, all of us are supposed to go and fight and conquer and together and get the land." So Moses came to a compromise with them because the people said, "Okay, now we'll join you. We'll join you and go and fight." But when we fight, after we fought, we will come back and take this land. okay? The Moses said, okay. So, he gave them the land. There were three tribes. In fact, it was God. God keep going. Keep going. Uh, among you. And the children of God and the children of Reuben answered, saying, as the Lord said unto thy servants, so we will do. We will pass over and before the Lord unto the land of Canaan, that the possession of our inheritance on this side, Jordan, may be ours. See, on this side. So, let's say that This is Jordan. This is Canaan. You see, the promised land. And this is the other side of Jordan. Are you seeing it? Okay. So now, they're saying that this side, God and Reuben, and then the half-tribe of Manasseh, okay, they are going to take this land. So Moses said, okay. So after they came here, right, when you read the book of Exodus god gave them some feasts and one of the feasts that he gave them was that they should go to jerusalem where there was called shiloh how many of you have heard of shiloh before yeah the temple they should go to shiloh here you see and go and worship the temple do you understand now this temple everybody must come here and come and worship because this is where the uh, the ark is this is where the presence of God is. So everybody must come here. Now, the tribe of, of, of uh, 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 Reuben, Reuben and God, and Manasseh. In fact, go to um, somewhere. Go to Joshua. Go to Joshua. Go to Joshua chapter. Joshua. Go to Joshua, 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 Joshua. Hold on. I think it's Joshua chapter 19. Go to Joshua chapter. If you find it, where. um... Nobody knows the story to help me out. In fact, go to 22. 22. I'm cutting it, but you can read the story yourself. Joshua 22. Let's look at verse 9. Verse 9. Okay. So, now read. Let's read. It's, and the children of Reuben and the children of God and the half-tribe of Manasseh returned and departed from the children of Israel out of Shiloh. So Shiloh is here. Now, these two and a half a half-tribes, they said they have returned out of Shiloh and come back to their land here. Okay. Which is in the land of Canaan. Shiloh is in the land of Canaan. To go unto the country of Gilead, to the land of their possession, whereof they were, po- they were possessed according to the word of the Lord by the hand of Moses. Keep going. And when they came unto the borders of Jordan, that are in the land of Canaan, the children of Reuben and the children of God and half of the tribe of uh, Manasseh built there an altar by Jordan, a great altar to see. So listen, listen. They have come here. That is Shiloh. Okay now they have come here the only altar that God told them to build is in Shiloh. but as they come here, they also decide that they are, we are going to build an altar and they gave a reason if you continue reading, I don't know whether I have time to read, okay, let's keep going and the children of Israel had said, ah, behold the children of Ubin and the children of God and the half tribe of Manasseh have built an altar over against the land of Canaan, in the port of Jordan at the passage of the children of Israel and when the children of Israel heard it, the whole congregation of the children of Israel gathered themselves together as shadow to go up to war against them. Because it is not allowed to build another altar. The only altar must be here. And then they gave a very spiritual reason. Keep going. He said that, and the children of Israel sent to the Reuben and the children of God and into the land of Gilead. Philip the son of Eliaza, the priest, go keep on going, keep on going. And with him ten princes of each chief house of a prince throughout all, and each one was an head of the house. Okay, keep going. Um, and they came unto the children of Israel and to the children of God and to them. Keep going. Verse 16. And they, they said to the whole congregation of the Lord, What trespass is it that you have committed against the God of Israel to turn away this day from following the Lord? In that you have built you an altar that you might rebel against this Lord today. By not going to Shiloh and build an altar here, they had rebelled against the Lord. But remember, it was an altar. It was an altar to the Lord. <laughs> are you seeing it? It was an altar to the Lord. But the children of Jesse said, No, you are rebelling by putting an altar. Even though you say it is for the Lord, what the Lord said is that the Shiloh is where the altar must be. Go to verse 17. It is the iniquity of pure tools for us, from which we are not cleansed. Although there was a plague in the congregation, go and the verse where they give gave they, gave, they, gave, they gave a reason. Go continue reading 18, but that ye must turn away this day from following the Lord. It will be seen ye that will rebel against the Lord. Continue, continue 19, I'm standing if the land of possession. Keep going 20, 20. Did not they are naming. They are even you know recounting the things that have happened. Their children. Of Reuben and the children of God and the half tribe of Manasseh answered and said unto the heads of the town, ta- The Lord God of gods, He knoweth, and Israel He shall know, if save us not this day, oh, that we have built as an altar to turn from following the Lord, or if, if it is to offer there burnt offerings, the Lord Himself required. If we have not rather done it for fear, saying, What have we to do with the Lord God of Israel? If you don't understand, let me explain to you. Have two and a half tribes staying here, so they have built an altar. They are saying that place. Your children will come and say that we are not part of Israel. So over there, that way, it is the same. Like somebody of the same Kojo. You understand? It's not. You see, if you like, hey, let the God is, and they are swearing to God. though, let the Lord God hear. Let you see. When sometimes you are doing things, it looks spiritual. It is not it. Hallelujah. So that you can give a reason why you shouldn't come to church. Hmm. Because of the distance, you know, sometimes when I wake up and I'm feeling uh, T.D. Jakes, I watch Benny Hinn, you know, and they all preach the same. Is that what God told you to do? Is that what God told you to do? Maybe a very, very good reason, but that's not what... The Bible says that as the manner of some is. Hallelujah. But always understand that is the word of God to us. Hallelujah. Now, you see, on, if you don't understand this, I am showing you the repercussion. This happened so many hundreds of years. Okay. Now, go to Mark chapter 5. How many have heard of the madman of Gadara? tide of the sea, into the country of the Gadarenes. When you hear Gadarenes, so Jesus Christ, the Bible said that they came to the other side. They were here. Gatherings. Continue reading. And when he was come out of the ship, immediately there, who had his dwelling among the troops, This is where Jesus Christ met the most de- in God. In a place where there was of the tribe of Israel, that was where Jesus Christ met the most demonic person in his ministry. Why? because hundreds and hundreds of years later because the Shiloh was here and was too far for them and they were not the demonic presence has been strong here because here the presence of God the presence of God is not even you might you may build an altar but that's not where God is not God's presence the presence of God is here is here he met the most demonic person the bible says that uh, look where do you think that the pigs were coming from you know uh uh uh, uh when jesus christ cast out the the demons he begged the, the demon begged jews don't eat pork they don't even raise so why how do you what do you think the, the, uh, where do you think the pigs were coming from see that is where you 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 you, you. History will tell you that in this land they had a temple of Zeus. How many have heard of Zeus before? This is where his temple was, and in his temple, the sacrifice they were giving to Zeus was pigs. So that was place. That was why it didn't bother Jesus at all that the demon should go to, to the pigs, because he was casting out. He was denying Zeus his, his sacrifice, his offerings. <laughs> you are giving it to Zeus anyway, so just go into the pigs. They went to the pigs. Show commitment to God. Into the church, because by abandoning it, you are inviting demons on our ways. On our way. church. Yeah, many problems, demonic attacks come because we abandon the church. Okay, my last reason that why you should be committed. Amen. Godness. Amen. Do you believe that God was faithful? faithful, you have to be permanent. Amen. Amen. The Bible, we all know this verse, the First Corinthians 4 2. It gives you the meaning of faithfulness. Faithfulness means loyalty, constant being permanent. Amen. Amen. Matthew 25 um, Faithfulness or the word faithful is from the Greek, Greek word, Christos. It means to be trustworthy, to be believable. I said Matthew 25. Oh. To be believable. One of the meanings of the word faithful is to be worthy of credit. To be worthy of credit. I, I, do, do, do you understand what I'm saying? Eh? What did I say? One wow, of the means of being faithful is to be, and as I was reading, I said, "Ah, you see, that is why when they give you a credit card or they give you this, uh, they give they they must believe that you pay, isn't it also? Before they give you a loan or they give you a credit card, they must believe you, you are worthy of credit. That means that you, are, you must be faithful. Hallelujah! One of the duty to oneself and to others. Okay, um." Um, look at I think verse 38 or something, where Jesus Christ said that uh, those who are faithful he will give them. There's a verse. No, 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 that's not. Okay, if we don't move we don't see, we'll move on. Amen. Actually, give me First Peter, First Peter six twelve. First Peter six twelve. I'm 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 coming to an end. First Peter six five twelve. First Peter five twelve. 1 Peter 5, 12. By Silvanus, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose I have written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein you stand. Say, by Silvanus, a faithful brother. The brother was so faithful that Peter could tell him to write. You know, just uh, uh, Peter did not write the, the, uh, this in himself because Peter couldn't write so he detected it to some Servano's to write do you know that yeah yeah even Paul's writings a lot of them he didn't write it himself he detected so you you see that and then we say that by the hand of by the hand of that means that it's like those days when we were in school and our our, our mothers who weren't educated when they want to write a letter they would tell if he come and write uh, I, I, have you seen that? Yeah. And then uh, I say this. And you, you write. Tell them that. When you say that, okay. Whatever I said. uh uh-huh. So by your hand, your mother is writing a letter. You understand? This. The same thing is happening here. Peter says that by Silvanus, a faithfulness. Trying to let you understand is that God rewards faithfulness. Amen. Today, his name is written there. Hallelujah. Go to... Um, uh, chapter 1, verse 9. God is also faithful to his promises. Do hey, you know God is faithful, when God says he will heal you, he will heal you. Amen. When God says he will provide, he will provide. He's a faithful God. Amen. And he wants all of us to be as faithful as he is. Amen. Even when you sleep in church, he's still faithful to you. All right. God is faithful. <laughs> By whom he. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Now I want to talk to you about the most faithful person in the world. You know the most faithful person in the world? Because of the faithful witness. Hallelujah. We have the two. I'm ending so go Revelation one five. It says that go to Revelation one five seven. Who is the faithful witness? And the first begotten of the dead. Hallelujah! You see, he was he was sent to, to come and die and to save Pantablos. Jesus says, "Christ is Father." You know, when he was dying, he was saving souls on the cross. When he was on the cross, and God said, "Ah, Jesus, we are we are boys are breath, We are suffering. We Why don't you save yourself and save us also? Because we want to escape." You know? The Greek, the Greek actually means young body. That was what my young body means, don't do foolish things. Uh See, the other thief was. And Jesus said, Jesus, uh, remember me. Remember me. The man was a thief. Who is getting just reward? Jesus, guys, looked at him and said, Look, I'm saying. You read that scripture wrong. He said, I, very, very, I said to you, today, you should. Jesus Christ never said that. He never said that today you'll be with me in paradise. Because you, you know, Jesus Christ doesn't lie. If you, you know, he doesn't lie, he left out to hand. So what? So Jesus Christ cannot lie, right? Okay. Do you know that Jesus paradise that day? He was not in paradise that day. So how can Jesus Christ tell the thief that today you will be with me in paradise? He didn't say that. But Jesse, are you shocked? Give me that verse and I will explain to you what he actually said. Today, do you know why? you must know where the verse is or otherwise trouble for you. Today I will be with you in paradise. Matthew Probably 20, 24, 20, from 22, who knows where the verse is? And Jesus said unto him, verily I say unto thee. Man, if Jesus Christ said that, then he was lying. I'm telling you that he was lying. Because on that day, you see, I'm... But do you remember when Jesus Christ rose up and then Mary was going to touch him and he said, do not touch me because I have not yet ascended to my father and I have not shown you. I have to go and show Jesus Christ, uh, to show myself to the father first. So when I was not in paradise, so that very day, first day, he wasn't in paradise. Do you understand? What is causing the confusion is the comma. Where the comma is is wrong, because you know in Greek there is no commas. But would we'll be correct. But sometimes in doing that, they mistranslate. What the verse was, what Jesus was actually saying was that very, very, I unto you, unto the paradise. He wasn't saying that today. He said, I am telling you today. I am saying to you today. That you will be with me in paradise. One saying that today you will be in paradise. Are you understanding it? There's even between saying something that it's like I, I am telling you today. If you don't uh, come to your house and don't give me food, there will be trouble for you. It is different from well, saying that today I will be in your house. That is two different things. If you put a comma after today, you will say, "Very I say unto you today." You shall be with me in paradise. That was a promise to the, the thief that when he goes to paradise, he will be with him. Are you understanding it? It's a verse. It's a comment. I can show you a lot of mistranslations where you See where you put a comma, even, even the Jesus Christ rising up on Sunday. It is a comma that makes people think that he rose up that Sunday morning is a comma just a comma <laughs> just a comma that is causing the whole thing where the comma is what is causing a whole lot of things you understand yeah you see the the reason why it's not a big deal is that jesus christ died and rose that's the most important thing you understand whether he rose on sunday morning or saturday he rose again but you know there's a debate i can show you that that time they say he rose he might not have risen that time they saying according to the Bible. If only you remove the comma, comma and place it in a certain place, the whole meaning of the sentence changes. Amen. It's, a, it's, a, it's all a matter of understanding. So what I'm saying is that Jesus Christ was a faithful witness and we also have to be faithful. Hallelujah. We also have to be like Jesus and be faithful. Hallelujah. So today, I'm going to require you to, 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 to become committed to the church. Amen. You are commit, going, going to commit yourself to God and to the church and to the pastor. Amen. Commit yourself to the church and to the pastor. Commit yourself to him in the service. Amen. That we are going to help him to build a church. Look, it's not easy for a man to be a pastor of a church. To, you know why Reverend is today? He's having a convention. All the way in Texas, in Texas, and he paid for his own ticket. He paid for his own. When you hear that he is going to have a convention in uh, uh, in Massachusetts, he is buying own gas. He is buying his own gas. He is paying his own toll. Hallelujah! So I think that it's, it's just, I mean, good for us also to show commitment. Amen. So that he won't be, look, Look, a church that is having, going through this, it's not easy for him. Amen. So His wish is that we'll have a permanent place 24-7. You understand? Ask Michael, we're going, we're going one, he wanted 24-7 place for us, but circumstances. You understand? So we are still working on it. Amen. Reverend is still working on it. We're trying to get, he has you in his heart. He's always thinking of the church members. He's always thinking, you know, he's always having a, a meeting. Where is this person? Where is this person? He's always, ask the people. We have a group. He meets a and find out where everybody is, where every single person is. That is the heart of a good pastor. Amen. That's the heart of a good pastor. So in conclusion, do you want me to conclude? Ah, uh, you want me to conclude because you, want, you are sleeping. You want to, uh, you will say to, you must say that we'll pass the hurry up and close because we are tired. Amen. All right. So, um, I've ended the message. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord. I think it's time to take the tightness. If you are here, you have not given your life to this Jesus I'm talking about. You don't know him. You've heard about him, but you have not actually committed your life to, to him. I want you to give your life to him. If you are here and want to give your life to him, like I want to just lift up your right hand. Don't be ashamed. Give your, lift up your hand. I'll just pray with you so that you give your life. You say a word of prayer, You, you Jesus Christ will come into your heart. If you are here, you have not given your life to Jesus. He is just a prayer away. And you will, will come into your heart. Come and build this house in your, in your heart. Hallelujah. You are here, you want to give your heart to Jesus. Want to give you opportunity. Okay. Thank you, Father, for your mercies. Thank you, Lord. May no one live here not knowing you and not giving his heart his or her heart to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Alright. We want to not take the tide. If you are ready, please come. Come.